Hello, everyone. Today, I want to be talking about what I'm calling the void and the stillness and our need to consistently show up when we have a business balanced against the need that we have to stay aligned in our spiritual journey. And sometimes that means slipping into stillness and wrestling with the contradictions. Welcome to You Are The Dream, the podcast that's a candid exploration of what it is to live a life of joy and ease as an intuitive woman growing her business, following her soul, and expressing her highest potential. Because you are the dream you are bringing to life. I am your host, spiritual business mentor, and intuitive visionary, Judith Manriquez. Now back to the show. Thanks for joining me. It has been almost two months since I last made a podcast, and I've been wrestling over this time period with with all the themes I just mentioned around consistency. I want to be consistent and show up consistently. I've picked up on that same messaging everyone else has around marketing is you need to be consistent to grow a good business, and also wrestling with what it is to be a doer. You know, I am a generator in human design, and so... I think my natural inclination is to want to stay busy. Plus, it comes from my ancestry. My grandmother never stopped. And I think that we're just acculturated to the doing part of life. And, you know, I know, I already know, consciously know that doing is not where it's at. It's not really where we're aiming to do, to just do for the sake of doing or to stay busy. But when the stillness hits and when you end up in this just total quiet, Uh, there's a lot to wrestle with. So I wanted to share with you what's been going on the last couple of months. So more from a personal perspective, there's no great lesson in it, but just a, a sharing so that we might all find some way to, to make this have some meaning in your own life. Like you can reflect on whether or not this shows up for you and how you handle it. But in April, the beginning of April, I was pumped up. I had a list of things I was looking forward to doing, a number of activities I wanted to put out. And I had, in my mind, already scheduled them in for late May, actually, and into June. And something happened mid-April. And I wasn't low energy at that time, but for some reason, I wasn't able to create the posts or the writing I actually stopped writing on my substack I but I was thinking about it and I was busy with work and I was busy with planning and finishing out the details for my daughter's quinceanera and just said I will get to it I'll get to it I will have the time I'll get to it and didn't and I knew that the week leading up to the quinceanera I was not going to have any time for work even though I still tried (laughs) And the week after, I knew I would need a little bit of runway time to recover. But by the time the week before the quinceanera came, I had come down with a little cold that lingered through all of May. And I went from feeling completely great when I woke up to one of the days in that week of May to feeling a little scratchy in my throat to the end of the day, feeling like I was getting a head cold. I'm like, what is this? I've been positive. I've been upbeat. I cannot tell you how clean my diet is. Like my diet has been so super clean. 
So it wasn't really a physical thing. I was aware that what was going on was not physical, even though I was having a physical experience of it. And I was told by one of my mentors that I was dealing with the grief of the changes in my life. So lots of sorrow. I have been through a really long two-year divorce process that is almost likely to be completed. It, it is complete, but there are lingering pieces. So still working that out. And this all happened right after my sons went to college. So two sons left college at the same time. And then in May, my daughter turned 15, which is sort of the age of maturity. And there's just a lot of the awareness of my life having turned a page. Like I'm entering not only a new chapter, but a whole new book, right? And I did not have the awareness that I have now because retrospect is so beautiful. Looking back helps you see. But going through the month of May, I was so frustrated. I found ways to be, quote unquote, sick and stay as nominally busy as possible. So I was cleaning up after the party. I had uh, 12 people in my house. So there was a lot of washing sheets, right? And I spent a lot of time wishing my brain was engaged. And, you know, I can look back on it and say, I really wish I had relaxed more into doing nothing. But I'll tell you, I really did relax into doing nothing because <laughs> there was really not much else I could do. It seems that, as I look back on it, that when Mercury retrograde hit, it was big. It was a really big time for me. And then this was also happening on top of eclipses. And I've gone back to look at the aspects on my chart and they're huge. I don't understand what they mean, but I can tell you that they were aspecting, there were a lot of squares aspecting my natal planet. So, and they're all around change. They're all around who I am in my first house, relationships, endings, business, my career business, what I do in the world. And there was some stuff around home and family. So it all feels resonant and how that's unfolding for me has been just, I guess, needing the stillness. And that's what I wanted to talk about. For me, I've kind of labeled that time as the void. Like in May, the energy was a void because I perceive energy around me. There was no connection to anything. It was really disconnected. And I didn't feel the need to do anything, but my brain was still feeling like it needed to do like I needed, there were things I wanted to attend to. Like I wanted to send a newsletter. I wanted to set up my programs. I wanted to set up the workshops I had planned. And it was so difficult to set down. So just noting that as an awareness, I'm like, I didn't judge myself. Although as you hear me speak, I can feel like, well, I, I felt like a, maybe I, I wanted to be able to do those things. Also, when I was in the void, there was no desire for anything. And I feel like that's a theme for me, but it may also be a theme in the collective. I wonder, too, if as we're moving through this shift in energy into new Earth and going through the eclipses that we've had, if part of this is maybe not showing up for you as not having desire, but having unclear desire directions, right? Because we're going through so much change, 
and there are so many completions and endings for many of us, it leaves great big openings, a void, right? It leaves a large void that is has yet to be filled. So that's kind of what's been going on. Like I've just literally been in the void. And the beautiful part of this is that at the end of May, synchronistically, I, along with a colleague of mine, we did a beautiful poverty scarcity clearing and like healing. And I knew, I, I had been feeling as we were getting closer to the end of May that everything would be different in June. So I was trusting that everything was going to be different in June. And as you all know, if you run businesses for yourself, when we go into the void or into being sick or into not being able to produce work, our business and our income slows down. And that becomes a quiet worry in the back of our heads. And yet we're spiritual, right? So we're dealing with the inner alignment and trusting that the universe is going to deliver and really knowing that this is all in my highest good and that everything's taken care of and everything's working out for me, right? So that's part of my philosophy. And that's, I think, the way that many of you do look at the world as well. And I was in a conversation with my colleague Donna, and we were talking about this and talking about sort of a generational conditioning that we were a part of. And it felt so real. If you're in your, I want to say, late 40s to probably mid 60s you know kind of depends on when you hit the workforce as a woman what was being proposed and what was available in the environment for us was very scarcity based we had very few choices we entered often entered the workforce during a recession or hard economic times We weren't really able to make a full living off of our income, and this is all still true for many people, but we also had very few opportunities. So when I say scarcity, it's not just around money, but scarcity of opportunities. The types of jobs we were getting into required a lot of work, and we had to over-deliver and get underpaid. And so that gets stuck in our nervous system and our collective. And I think some of that must have been moving through because... We did a beautiful clearing, and we've decided, just as a side note, we'll be hosting a a group-paid workshop for whoever wants to join. But it was amazing, and it has been amazing to sort of notice the shifts of the way that our disconnect to the collective around poverty and scarcity has moved. So that has been really amazing. I share all that because even as I'm sitting in the void feeling uncomfortable, not happy, wanting to move forward. I knew that things would move forward. I knew that in June things would open up. And sure enough, they did. It was absolutely almost like a light switch turned on. And I was grateful for that. (laughs) I have been doing work. I have been putting stuff out. But the energy came back. So I literally had physical energy. At all of May, it was as though I had no energy. So when I talk about being in the void, it was very much sort of a spiritual void, energetic void, physical void. And I can look back on it and say that was just needed to be true. My soul said, stop. (laughs) And I did. And I think... 
it's hard for us to accept when we do our own work and do our own business and want to meet our own expectations. It felt very difficult to stop because I do have a desire to grow my business, to have a thriving, connected, engaged communication with the people who follow me and who are interested in the kinds of things that I'm interested in. So that's been just kind of playing out. I think it's time to disconnect from being consistent. That's been one of my takeaways. It's like, how then can we allow our businesses to thrive without holding on to the requirement of consistency when we are a small business? And how can we make that viable for ourselves financially, emotionally, collectively? I know there's a lot of talk online and there's a lot of options online about developing online courses that people can take and that they're evergreen and you know, there is machinery that can be put into place to support that. And it is possible to do. I completely agree that it is possible to do. But if your business is relationship-based and that that is the focus you're making and is having a relationship-based business, then what other options are available? Yes, memberships are available. That still requires you to show up or have a staff person fill in when you're not there. Like So there are options available But what if they don't fit for you personally? Because a big theme for me is every one of us can build a business on our terms, which means that it meets your values, your conditions, your boundaries, not the collectives, not the business expectations, not those norms. And I think it's possible. I have not had to wrestle with it in the same way as I am now. And I say wrestle, but it's like thinking about it. I'm very much... Like I listen to information, so I'm, I'm feeling it in my body, and then I'm exploring it in the energy fields, and then I'm considering the thought forms that we have, the way that we believe things, and then I look at the possibilities, what systems and tools and avenues are available to us, and how can we restructure this whole puzzle in a way that can work for someone like me at my stage of my business, which is a very intimate business. My business is very connected to each of my clients and the people I work with. How can I do that and still have the space and time to responsibly, in relationships, step out into a void? So that's the question I'll be posing. It's one of the many things that I ponder for all of us as we look at how do we structure innovative, creative, responsible, humane businesses, right? So that's the journey I am on at this time and just really wanted to share that with you all. What I have done for June is I have scheduled a couple of things that I wanted to close by sharing with you. I have set up a Ask Me Anything, let me answer your questions about Substack. Substack is the platform that I use to deliver my podcasts, but also to share my emails out to my list and also it serves a little bit like a blog. It is a fabulous platform for those of us who are in a heavily service-based business and who are not 
really running numbers, like really, really, it can be for large numbers, but for those of us who are still in the growing stages and still in the building part where we're wanting to build into, let's say, automated systems, it's excellent. Can it work in conjunction with people who are doing automated systems? Absolutely. Um, And this has all come up because I started to put together some solutions with a client of mine that were really creative around using Substack as a group model that is an alternative to Facebook. So I've had a couple of people ask and figured, okay, I'm going to pop open this workshop and it will take you through what Substack is and answer questions about how it could be used, how to think about it in a business when you're a service-based business. This is quite different because Substack promotes itself for writers. However, it is a beautiful, amazing ethical tool and platform. So if you're interested, please do check it out. I'll leave a link in the comments below. And then I also scheduled towards the end of the month a human design conversation, like how to find your clear path using human design. This is a fabulous system. I use it with every client. It is a foundational piece of the work that I do because it helps me know how you're designed to create and how you're designed to make decisions to stay in alignment with universal flow. And that's what I'll be teaching you is how to see it, how to read it, and then how to interpret it within your context of the work that you're doing. And it'll be open questions. So please feel free to sign up and join. And this has all been pre-planned because I will be running at the last week of June a paid workshop for setting up Substack and using it in your business. And it will be customized to the people that join the workshop. And those are the two pieces that I want to pre-cover and make them available to everyone. I will want to know your human design anytime I work with you. Even if we're in a course setting, even if it's in a group setting, I do like to know everyone's design because it is possible to provide custom answers to each person. At least for me, it is. So thanks for hanging around to the end. I hope this was helpful just to get you caught up with where I am. I'm looking forward to the wild ride we're going to be on for the next couple of years, as the astrology has indicated. And I'm really curious to see where my work is going to go because I know that that's changing as it is for everyone else. So thank you and until next time.